Our new partner who I'm really, really excited to announce we are working with. Super, super stoked. Thank you, Angie Huberman, for this connect. It's incredible. Uh, AG1 Athletic Greens. I've been using them for a while. I have them every morning on an empty stomach. Basically, take one scoop and you put it into a uh, cup or glass or mug of eight ounces of cold water. And this is all your greens for the day. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Every day I take this. It's so good for my digestion, my energy. It's simple. It's easy. I don't like taking a lot of vitamins. This has been really, really helpful for me. I've had a lot of stomach issues my whole life, and ever since I've been gluten-free and taking the AG1s, it's really helped me in my stomach in the mornings. I love it, and I'm so psyched that they're part of the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm sure a lot of people don't like eating greens, let alone drinking your greens, but I can tell you straight up, it's got a mild tropical taste, and the taste is actually really refreshing, and I really look forward to it each morning. Don't, don't think it's just going to be just straight bland. Um, it tastes really, really good, um, and it's good for you, so remember that. This one blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's incredible. Just one scoop, especially for musicians who are vegans or just musicians in general who want to get those daily greens. You can get the packets. It's incredible. I just gave some to my friend Derek from Sepultura. He traveled the whole entire world this summer, and he had, he had those every single day. He said it saved him. I bring AG1s with me when I travel. It helps me stay healthy. You know the deal. If you're on tour and you are uh, a picky eater, but you need to have your greens, sometimes catering doesn't have greens. Sometimes you miss the catering. Sometimes you miss the backstage food. Sometimes it's too late after the show to go get food that you like. So if you just have a, a scoop of uh, AG1s in your hotel room before you go to bed or you're in the hotel room at night and you're starving and you want something healthy, boom, life changer. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with some convenient daily nutrition. That's all you need. One scoop in a cup every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. This is it. I'm super psyched. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit drinkag1.com slash OLLC. That's drinkag1.com slash OLLC. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This is incredible. I love it. It's just basic greens. For me personally, this has changed my life tremendously. I'm not a junk food vegan. I don't eat a lot of fake meats, so I'm strictly, strictly greens. And this has been a wonderful, wonderful new addition to my life. So once again, visit drinkag1.com slash OLLC. That's drinkag1.com slash OLLC. Get one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That's drinkag1.com slash OLLC. Yo, yo, Liquid Death, thank you so much for hydrating all my guests, taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water, love your brand, love what you stand for, love what you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. And if you want to get water, Liquid Death water, go to amazon.com. But for merchandise and other things that's not water, go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby and get free shipping. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst, stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. Let me get my caffeine in me.
Microphone check, microphone check. Yep, yep, check, check. Welcome to the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morse. Today, I have a very, very special guest in my kitchen. My man, the man, the myth, the legend, Wolf. Yo, Take yo, care. we Thank are in the kitchen. <laughs> yes, we are. We are literally in the kitchen. Before this, he's like, um, this isn't being filmed. Like, nah, bro, this is fucking just this conversations in my kitchen. It's so chill, dude. Which is amazing. This never happens anymore, man. I know. Just face-to-face conversations. Yeah. It's like, especially after the past couple of years, too, just everybody's just living on their phones. But like, that's what I love about this is talking to people. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's very therapeutic. Yeah. I'm going to go backwards a little bit with you. I have all my notes, obviously. There's so many things. And I want to say you're probably one of the most um, diverse artists, musicians I've ever had on my podcast because there's so many layers to you. There's so many different parts of your career and styles and everything. I love that. I hate when like an artist stays exactly the same. It's mm. it's so fucking boring. So I'm going to start with um, uh, Thanks, Sometimes man. Why record, which came out last year. But there's the songs in there that I've been fucking rocking is like, I love radio. It's got like a white wedding, like Billy Idol vibe to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the influences are on that record, but like Jumping Out the Window, um, Catch You on the Other Side, uh, Make Me Believe It has like a foof, just all the vibes and the energy of the record are just, and it's you singing it, bro. I'm like, this motherfucker can sing. Like, I'm like, it's just, I've, I've been blown away by it and maybe I'm out of touch, but like, I know it came out a year ago, but I've been really rocking it and loving it. I think it's, I think it's one of my favorite things you've done. Thank you, man. No, it's not. I don't think I don't consider you being out of touch by just discovering it. It's it was really, it's been a challenge to introduce a new genre. Especially, I've had a, a long career already, you know, yeah. and, and through hip hop and, uh, you know, I've I have, you know, been genre bending throughout my career, you know, and and, and flexing different styles of of hip hop, but. Hip hop's always been the core of it, no matter if it was country influenced or punk rock influenced or rock and roll influenced. But this was like, okay, I'm not rapping at all. We're gonna do this record. Let's do a rock and roll record. And Shooter and I just got in the studio. We actually did it on Sunset Sound. Nice. Um, uh, in Prince's old room, the Purple Rain room. Wow. Um, and uh, you know we, it was. Days, I mean, literally like two days after the George Floyd murder and, you know, there was helicopters and shit floating over the, you know, thousands of people. I mean, we got out and marched as well. Same. Um, so. Crazy time, man. The energy was just electric, yeah. you know, and important as well. And, you know, so we had that in the back of our mind, which the only record that was really heavily influenced in, in that with that particular thing in mind was called A, a Fucked Up Day. And um, uh, we kind of let loose with our emotions on that record as far as what was going on currently. But the the bulk of the record was just made like, look, man, let's just make our favorite rock and roll songs. You know, like, let, yeah, let's get in here and like, let's let's create this vibe. And um, you know, what's funny, we didn't listen to other records while we were making it. It's just when it started happening, we kind of looked around the room like. Oh, oh shit! This does feel like Billy Idol, you know. This does. This, <laughs> oh, so you heard that before? This okay. does feel like Tom Petty. This yeah. does feel like. Um, I, I mean, even the last record, fucking uh, Moonshiners Run. I, I feel like we 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 hit on some classic metal vibes, and we just have fun. We let loose, and and we just were unapologetic about it about it, and you know, so it ended up being what it is. Sometimes why? Yeah, but we we've always just been not just been hip hop. You always love other things. Even with Psycho White, just other music you've done, like punker or faster songs. And growing up a skateboarder as well, there's like all that diversity. 
with all those cultures kind of meshing together, which I think is beautiful that um, it's happening a lot these days with people having all the influences coming through or you can make a total record like this and you can go back and make like a total hip hop record, but still be the same person. Yeah, that's, um, that's, uh, <laughs> that's well, not all, personalities. It, kind it, of. Well, well, yeah, it's, it's like my, my, my manager says, uh, creatively schizophrenic, profe- <laughs> professionally bipolar. <laughs> so I, I, I don't subdue it. That's for sure. I don't like, uh, I don't allow myself to, to like suffocate my own, uh, creative exploits. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think it's like, it's not healthy mentally for me to hold back. You know what I mean? Or else it just piles up and the studio has just been a place for my, you know, it's therapeutic. It is very therapeutic. And it's also, if I love something, you know, and I want to try it, uh, of course, I, I've tried a lot of things that'll never see the light of day. But if it feels right, you know, I'll let the fans have it. You know, and yeah. uh, if if you're, you know, a lot of a lot of fans, you know, they they heard pop the trunk and they kind of never left there. You know, that's all they want. You mm-hmm. know, but that doesn't create a law for me. No, it, that's just a law for them. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's yeah. like if you want the old shit, get the old album because I'm doing this right now and. Uh, you know, but I, you know, this, this, this rock and roll album has really re, uh, revived my love for hip hop, to, to be honest. Ironically, mm. it was just like focusing so hard on it for those few years and, you know, shooting those videos and doing these shows with Sometimes Why. I was just like, fuck, dude, I, I'm, I miss 808s, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to go get that off, you know? Yeah, but now you're re inspired too. Oh, yeah. Like doing absolutely. other things. Yeah, absolutely. But I, but I love that. I think as far as I got as a person, you grow and you have all different moments and chapters of your life. You're not going to be the same person or same songs you were like 20, 30 years ago. I sure. think a lot of bands and artists too. Like I saw Nas talking about recently about like I'm not going to make Illmatic again. But mm. these are my new records. I'm going to play all these records front to back, and then you can hear the old stuff. Like this thing you did in New York at um, Madison Square Garden a couple weeks ago. It was really cool breaking it down in the audience reaction to the newer stuff or the later stuff or the earlier stuff, and just like. These are chapters of your life, and I just for you, I think it's just, I love it, man, because you're growing as a person every day. You're not, you're not like, you're not the same person you were back then. You're not fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah, Shooter said it. Shooter like made it, made it comfortable for me when he was like, because I was like, man, this is like, I'm really flipping the genre here, dude. Like that, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm like, this is not hip hop, you know, like it's not. not at all. You know, this is like. So this is a rock and roll album. I mean, what should I do? You know, like, do I need to like, you know, change my name just for this album or go by my birth name or like what he's like, he's like, Mm. he was like, hell no, man, this is just another room in your house. You know, I love that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. He's like, you know, like, just keep building these rooms in this house, man. And people can travel through this house and they can see this room and this room and that room and get different experiences. And, uh, so that made it make you know make sense to me. It, it like really like calmed my anxiety about the acceptance of it all, you know. Yeah, and I think I think also with um, so even till it's gone, that was almost that was a, that was like a taste of kind of what you're doing now, right? You know what I mean? The whole vibe, the energy of that song, and um, yeah, I think that's an, obviously that's an incredible song too. I remember seeing that on Sons of Anarchy. I was like so excited for you. I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. But just that vibe and the energy, I was like, okay. Because it, it wasn't what you had just, it's not totally your style was like the record before that, what you're working at that moment. It was just, and it wasn't because you wrote it for that. It just, it was just, 
the vibe you were feeling on that song. It wasn't like, I'm going to write a song for this. It just ended up being on that, correct? It was a song from the record. Yeah, Love Story was... Uh, Love Story. Love Story is the album off yep. that, that, uh, that Tillis Garn was on. And um, it was my sophomore album with Interscope and Shady. Yep. Actually, sophomore... Or, I don't know if it was. Let me see. I think it was my sophomore. I, I, I had Zero to 60, then Radioactive, then Love Story. Zero to 60 was like just a uh, well-packaged mixtape, basically. Basically, you got I had a lot a, of mixtapes, man. I had a, I had a, a, a mixtape before I got signed to Interscope yep. uh, called Trump Music. So they did Trump Music Zero to 60, then it was Radioactive, and then Love Story. But Radioactive was the album that uh, on the label side they really missed the mark and uh and i had called it you know i called it on a few songs and i also called it with some marketing ideas and i just i was just like man this is not gonna this isn't gonna work mm -hmm. but i was like i will try yeah you know I, i'll play ball because you guys are putting up the bread you believe in me and blah 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 you know how it goes yes um but since it didn't work and i did call it on the, some particular records it like I was like, all right, now cool. Can I just do my thing? Like, leave me alone. And so that became Set me free. Yeah, that became love story. And you know, I I do give them credit for like just turning the key to the door in the studio and literally just leaving me alone for like a year. And Damn. they were just like, they were just like, let us know when you're done. They didn't have anything to say. They didn't. They and you know when they came through, it was just like. It was ready, and we really cracked the code sonically with that record. You know, I had been searching for something that was like solely mine. You know, how do yeah. I how do I blend this shit? You know, I'm from Alabama. I've got all these southern rock and country influences and rhythms, and how how do we really really bring this together? Because before then, I was just kind of playing around with it, like yeah, let's roll with Kid Rock, which was just. A fun mud bogging country stab, you know what I mean? Yep. It, 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 we did crack, we cracked the ice with that, with that era, but then we cracked the code with Love Story, and uh, Till It's Gone was like, uh, you know, pretty much the apex of that sound. Yeah, um, and and then from there we knew what we had to do. It's like filling the blanks after that. The rest yeah. of the album was, it came pretty quickly after Till It's Gone because we were like, oh, we got it. Yeah. And then he has like a, dude, there's so many after that. There's like the hotel EP. There's, there's so much stuff. But getting, let's go back a little bit to like even just the press, like you coming up and then you like, all, you, you grinded so hard. You had so many releases. I mean, just starting from being the Missy Elliott shit, all that stuff to the Creek album, just everything you put out, pissing in the Battle of Bees, all that stuff. You, you were grinding hard way before, you yeah, know, wait. shady records way before that stuff. 20, I, 20 years I've been going hard at it. You know, it, yeah. was, it was 10 years. It was 10 years before Pop the Trunk. And Pop the Trunk was the record that cracked, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, and that's that's being. Uh, it's probably more than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. To be honest, you know, but uh, there's so, so many of so much of that time, that first 10 years of grinding was just figuring out who I was, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And thank God I didn't have the internet to figure it out on. It's really good. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I got yeah. to figure myself out before the internet, you know, had a chance to 
like you know eat me alive for all my mistakes and shit yeah. you know which is unfortunate for artists these days 100 you know? percent. They, they haven't figured themselves out and they expose and then it's a wrap and then you know everything you've done is permanent and we got to kind of so hide true. behind the scenes man and like do records that no one will ever hear and you know do shows that no one will ever see you know you had to be there you had yeah, to be in the moment moments. yeah you know and earning it i was talking about that that you know the other day like you know hitting the chitlin circuit and the open mics and getting booed and fucking like really really having to earn it and and coming where you're coming from too in the south and just all that being a rapper and homie oh my god dude it's I, like it, it doesn't even exist any it's it's kind of hard to find you know what i mean mm -hmm. like I'll just be blunt, like, I grew up around black clubs, you know what I mean, yep. in the South, and, you know, there might be another white dude up in there, maybe, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but it wasn't like, it was very rare, I was usually yeah. the only, or maybe there was a couple, but, so that proving ground was just built a monster, Lots man, prove, man. It, yeah. it just built a monster, man, like, the South is just so hardcore, and, you know, we didn't have a battle rap scene like that. It wasn't that way. It was like storytelling and like just dropping a good record on stage, you know, and, and doing yeah. something impressive, uh, you know. Uh, so, yeah, man, I, I, I cherish those times, man. But I, I just, they're just gone. It's a rap. It's all on that phone now. It really, it really is. I was trying to think of somebody else that's from the South. It's probably Bubba Sparks. Oh, yeah. from the south you know like a rapper back then coming yeah. from your like the area bubba definitely understands it uh dax who was uh, a really amazing street artist who mm. grew up around uh organized noise and okay. dungeon family he definitely gets it there's there's a pocket of people that, that come from the era that, un that understand that side of things um uh but yeah it 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 built all that just kind of led up to to the pop the trunk and yeah all that was very literal too that i was sitting in front of a meth house i was like in the ghetto heavy they're like little trap house with no heat and boiling water for a bath you know like wow it was really like that you know and um so i it was just that moment of like man i'm just gonna keep it all the way real let's go bro <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. i'm not gonna sugarcoat this shit at all i'm done here it is <laughs> fuck it you know Send yeah it. it's crazy you had a single and a record for columbia too and that record never came out either that's wild too oh my god yeah we'll see and i never saw the light of day nobody's ever heard that that was before pop the trunk as well i know let me, it let was me tell you. 2007 so i got signed to columbia with the with the a r his name's kawan prather okay he signed outcast T.I., John Legend, Pink. Damn. All to L.A. Reed. He's a heavy hitter. Okay. So, Courtney Sill, which was a friend of his, Jeremy Jones, and uh, Kawan Prather, got me a situation at Columbia. Months later, I recorded a record. Jim Johnson was up there, Will Power. Jim, John Jim Johnson's, you know, multi-platinum producer. Um, it was the first time we met, though. Uh, um but we did some crazy records there. Yeah, and they'll never see the light of day. But the story is, in, in short, is that Rick Rubin came in like a month later and washed the company. He like became the president. And he was like, everybody out. Wow. Oh, and shit. I never met Rick Rubin, but the story I heard, Damn. I don't believe it. I love you, KP, but I don't believe it. <laughs> uh, is he didn't like me. 
And okay. but what I think this I think the story was if I'm fired, I'm taking Wolf with me. You're not keeping him. Mm. You know, which was probably the case. And I mean rightfully so. Kawan worked hard to get me up there and you know, I yeah, I, we were better for leaving together anyway. But I never met Rick. But that's what happened. So after I had this fucking record deal in New York, living the best life, skateboarding, Sick. recording records, like had a, had a good advance, lost the deal, <laughs> back to Gadsden to do like landscaping. So I'm out there wow. like, listen, dude. That's crazy. Listen, I'm out there like, <laughs> I'm out there and my little town knows I got a record deal, right? Not everybody does, but they do. Most yeah. people. It's made the newspaper and everything. Damn. So I called my uncle. I was like, man, I need a job, but I have to hide. <laughs> I cannot go work at a bar. I can't. I, I, I'm, it'll, I'll, it'll, it'll kill me, it'll man. It'll kill you, man. And he goes. Not that you don't want to work, but yeah, I understand. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I fucking always. Totally. I've always worked. Always, always. I was like, I mean, obviously, I, I wouldn't have done this. I was like, he yeah. was like, he was like, uh. All right, I got a homie with a landscaping business, and you know you can obviously wear those masks and the, and the hoodies, and you can just weed eat and shit. <laughs> so check this out, Toby. <laughs> so one of the days I'm out weed eating, I got a mask on, oh, and I'm fucking weed eating on the side of the road, and bang, bang, yo, yellow wolf. Oh shit, he's sorry. Oh, I, I was like, fuck. Shook my head, no. I was like, no, no, no. That's not but, me. Damn. Oh my god, dude. That's crazy. That single came out. Didn't kick in the single actually came out, and then the record never came out. Yeah. Right. It, it, and it really made me bitter about labels and shit. Mm. Um, so when Pop the Trunk came out and it blew up on the internet, obviously labels started knocking. Yep. But then I was like, fuck y'all. You didn't want me then. What's up? Yeah. So, <laughs> but my team, you know, they were starving. And Kawan, uh, Bear, Jada, everybody was hungry. So uh, L.A. Reed hits me up. Wow. And he's like, come come in I, the deal was done it was days yeah. before christmas i walk in la la's got the whole label in his office and he tells everybody yo um wolf is uh i know you've heard wolf's pop the trunk and i know y'all have seen i had done some shows i know you see some of his shows is really crazy he's he's about to give you all an acapella uh version of some of, of some unreleased material wow and and I was, and he puts on a beat that I had recorded a music to. I guess Kawan set this up, and I was like, "Yo, man, no fucking way! I am not doing this. Yeah. I'm not doing this in front of everybody. You, you want to see me live? I'm, I'm opening up for Ray, Ray Kwan tomorrow. Damn. And KP kicked the shit out of me under the desk. He's like, "What are you doing? Oh, Yo, I left. I left next day. No deal." broke on christmas went went back but just hold holding it out you know what i mean yeah we did yeah wow la calls me back <laughs> he says look come back just me and you no label just me and you and so i went to waffle house and wrote this crazy verse on a napkin and i went to la reed's office and he was like he was like, so are we going to do this or not? I was like, check this out, man. And I stood up, turned around, and walked toward the window and looked out at the city, and I spit this fucking crazy verse. Wow. About how, about how I, I was not going to take the deal and why I was not going to take the deal. And wow. I turned around, and, dude, KP was in tears. And L.A. Reed goes, it's just all part of the story, dog. And I was like, <laughs> I was like in front of L.A. Reed, I was like, KP, you played my shit for Eminem yet? 
fuck. Facts. <laughs> wow. And we left. And then it's, months later, I was with Interscope and then and then Shady. It's crazy. L.A. Reid had your back like that, though, man. It's pretty powerful. Like he believed in you. I mean, I, I respect L.A. Reid. Yeah. You know, but picking a label is like picking a home. Horrible, you know what I mean? Dude. It's it's like a you really really have to hit it off immediately. It, it, it can't. You know, when I met Jimmy Iovine, it was just a, I just knew it was right. I was like, yeah, this is where I need to be right now. And you know, obviously, when I met Marshall, I was like, okay, this all makes sense. Were you, were you were you a fan of Marshall? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I um, want to think the year that was. He was like crushing at that point. Eminem was everywhere. Yeah, like I mean, dude. He's, he's and so a when giant. You, so he did just got your music to Eminem. Basically, he heard your stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, well, it was Paul Rosenberg, and then Jim Johnson. Uh. Jim Johnson actually sent me footage of of showing Marshall pop the trunk the video while he was in the studio with him bro um working on uh I think satellites or something I don't know what which record it was anyway but he sent me the footage he wasn't even supposed to be filming Marshall he's like standing, <laughs> by, standing behind him like shooting him low key uh sent it to me and I was like what it's a rap it's a, I, I I was like I was like dude he's going to dig this shit and he was like really really into it when Damn. I when I met him True story. When I met him uh, in Detroit for the first time, did they fly you out there to meet him? Yeah, he f- flew me out there to meet him. Massive Eminem fan, but that, yeah. And he and he walked around a corner spitting a spitting the third uh, spitting pop the trunk like he to had, you. He had memorized the entire song. Ah, fuck. Yeah, and I was like, that's fucking surreal, dude. It was surreal. You were trying was, to play it like cool, like yeah, what's up? <laughs> that was were you uh, that was on, yeah, that was almost impossible. I, you know, I was just like, what is my life? Yo, that's crazy. What is my life? What is happening right now? And, and but, the, did the deal go down pretty immediately after that? Yeah, it was it. It was a wrap. It was it was done, done oh, deal. Fuck. So you, did you that day? You just hung out and talked shit, whatever. Yeah, we was. just kicked it for a while, and um, <laughs> it's so. Crazy, I, I actually, bro. I I remember like when I remember going, hey man, can I can I take a photo with you? Because I was already <laughs> active on like, well, I mean, it was like Twitter at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I was like, can I get a photo with you? He goes, hold on. And he walked around the corner and asked Paul Rosenberg. And he walked back out. He said, maybe now's not a good time. Why? <laughs> he wouldn't give me a photo. What the fuck? I don't really have shit to prove that I was even ever. I, maybe Paul does. <laughs> Did you, you never had a photo with ever? I, no, no working. No nothing. Damn. No working. No chilling. No nothing in the studio. I don't. I don't. I don't have shit. How soon after there was the BET Cypher? Cause that was uh, that was incredible, man. Uh, thank you. Fucking incredible, man. You with Slaughterhouse, Joe Buttons, everybody. Yeah, I was fucking. A premiere, DJ Premier. Yeah, think, bro. Yeah, dude. And you with Premier, bro. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, that that massive was massive gangster head. Yeah. Yeah, me too, man. Fuck. Uh, yeah, I I uh that was not not far not far from signing. It was within the year for sure. Uh, yeah, a lot of dope shit was happening. You're doing so much shit, man. Yeah, it was Just a lot to fucking. I'd be whirlwind, tripping. I'm like, this is really going on. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's going. Not that it was going fast because, as I can tell from my deep dive, you started like so early, bro. Like, this is like ten years more than that strong. Well, I mean, yeah, I was some new artist. I was thirty. I was thirty wow. when I got a record deal. It's crazy. Yeah. So I, that you know, 
But I didn't have a plan B, Toby. I was like yeah. fucking, you know, I was psycho with this shit. Like mm-hmm. there was no not winning. It, it was going to happen. It was like ego supersedi- superseding the talent. Okay. Like let my talent catch up, but God damn it. I'm getting the fuck out of this shithole. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, mm-hmm. I can't be here, man. I got to go. I got to, I got to get this. And, uh, I, I, you know, whether it would have been becoming a producer or obviously I became an artist or yep. being in, you know, fashion or, or, or something, something was, was going to click skate, skateboard industry, whatever the fuck yeah. it was going to be. But music took the front seat, thank God. And, um, here we are. Yeah, but you did you want to be a pro skater at all ever? Yeah, no? yeah. Actually, I skated Tampa Am in '97, dude. '97? Yeah. Damn. Skating was, the bowls and shit. I was 16 years old. I fuck. I was I, the the street course. I actually did all right. I think I got like wow. like 12th place or something. Carrie, uh, my friend beat Carrie Getz. That was the year. That's the zero team. Carrie Getz nice. old zero team. Um, my well, friend we, Nate Nathan Smith like won it, and we were the. <laughs> And uh, it was just me and him from Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> he ended up, he ended up blazing. Well, how'd you get into skateboarding? Just, um, I well, at first it was my uncles. You know, around there was a really rad uh, uh, cement park in Gadsden, Alabama. Okay. When, at one point, it was like very well known around the old heads about this park. Okay. So there was a scene there randomly for really no reason. I mean, there is no more scene anymore. Yeah. Uh, so my uncles were in, you know, Bones Brigade era. Oh yeah. They were, they grew up in that era. So I was getting hand-me-downs and, uh, so I just picked it up and fell in love with it. And then I moved to Franklin and met, uh, Mario Rubicabo was living in some apartment complex randomly with, with old school pro, I think H street. H street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Mario was with them, Matt Hensley and those guys. And, uh, I was just handed a, a, a pro board and, um, that was it, man. You know, Fuck. one clean popped ollie, <laughs> and I was done. I was, I was when like, you I one of those. Fuck. Uh, yeah, you know when the first you know, those old boards. See, I I've been skateboarding for so long that I was around when the uh, Mike Vallely's double kick came out and changed the skateboarding shape forever. Yes. Um, the boards were crazy big back then, man. Sh- dude, I, I, Mike Vallely, Chuck you, Black. Vans, chucka boots, striped knee-high socks, hard fucking cut-off camos, with and a fucking Metallica t-shirt. Hell yeah! Forget it. Badass, <laughs> bro. He's badass. <laughs> like I, 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 uh, <laughs> I, I came up in a. We actually did, you know, like came up in a very like amazing era of like yeah. It's just so core, man. No, no cameras. No like. The only proof was the proof of the word of your homie that you that you did anything yes. at all, and you got real respect from showing up and and putting it down for nobody, no reason. Yeah, not for the gram, none of that for, shit. Yeah, so just for the sake of getting buck. Yeah, hundred percent. Fucking shit up, running from the police, and just raging, man, like all the time. And uh, God, so I fell true, in love man. With it. Just being outside, not on your phone, skating all day, fucking. We're so lucky we grew up in that time ever, man. It's beautiful, man. Yeah. Our kids will never have that. They've grown up in the social media world and just like, fuck, it's so crazy the, how the world is. But that's it's another dark story. But, but the way we grew up with skating outside, music, it's beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. So many different like inspirations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just 
earning it, man. Just like out there. I never not had a scab on my body yeah, somewhere. <laughs> you know, like, which or is something crazy. Something on you or fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy to think about how gnarly that is. But yeah. like always scabs on my elbows. But always. you kept doing it over and over again because it was fucking great. Knees all fucked. Same trick over <sighs> and over again all day for eight hours until you landed it. And you're <laughs> yeah. so fucking psyched. It's like, yeah, you're man. exhausted. Ah, uh, just fucking fuck. It, it it was it was a great time, but yeah, I I did have the skateboard dream. I moved out to Berkeley, California, and you know lived in um you know uh, near five one zero skate shop that was right close to where we were. I, we were squatting in some fucking abandoned frat house. Damn, you went and, out there to make it in skateboarding. Yeah, kind yeah, of? yeah. Wow. No, to like to make it, like Damn. not kinda like that was my <laughs> purpose. <laughs> like I went out there to hustle, and I was with other skaters. But when I went to Pier Seven. This is a true story. When I went to Pier 7 in San Francisco over near Embarcadero, Embarcadero was already shut down. Um, Hubba Hideout, I don't even know if that was there anymore. But What year would this be? 90s? or? Um, this is 99. Damn, okay. 99. So when I went to Pier 7 and, and saw some of the young talent that was out doing it for real. Yeah. I just like it was like I just kind of like I was like man I'm never gonna be this good I, I, it's not gonna happen I I don't I I already kind of knew that my MCing even at that point was was more impressive to all my friends than my skateboarding you know gotcha. what I mean or anything else I was doing period my my graffiti my art mm -hmm. anything but it when I started rapping and shit it was like oh man what you know that kind of yeah i got the same yeah that dudes you know for, for atlanta tricks i was getting it from a, a different area totally so yeah it took the front seat and i just made a decision to from there you know what was your graffiti name coma okay sick k-o-m-a i know a coma too different one in new york yeah the c yeah i wrote her i i used to kick it with the am7 crew out of uh nashville tennessee actually my manager was full-on am7 oh wow out zilla Damn. And yeah, he was out there with Tax and Revoke and what was, all them boys. What was your exposure to hip hop? Because I know it was a young age for you. Like, what was like the first hip hop you heard, and what kind of music was you before dude, that? Like, if you if I told you, you wouldn't believe it, but it's just true. It sounds fantastic and not real, but it's real. It like really happened. My mom's boyfriend, long term boyfriend, was on tour with uh, Aerosmith and Run DMC during the Walk This Way tour. Jesus, we dude. we lived in um. That's sick. We lived in um, Cedar Bluff, Alabama, on the river, and this is this is the this is how that happened. Uh, the, it's a dry county on the weekends, and they had a show on the weekend. But my mom's boyfriend had all the the beer, the weed, and the party house on the lake. Um, well, tell me they pulled up there. Yeah, bro. yeah. So <laughs> so Runny MC and some of the Aerosmith crew came out to my my mom's boyfriend's house his name's uh, john orchard he worked for electrotech dude and uh yeah they gave me my adidas uh tapes uh uh license to ill and um Bro. that was it that that was that was the time i heard hip-hop but it hold me i then? was i was well like i don't know six or seven jesus years old. dude so i was naive of course i didn't know what i was being handed and i didn't identify it to be hip hop until yeah. I moved to Nashville and I, and I turned 14, 15 where I started to culturally combine it all. 
gotcha. you know, it was just rock and roll to me. Like it was everything was just music. It wasn't like, yeah. but I could, I, I will tell you that hearing that reverse 808 was like mind blowing. Like I fell in love with the sound, yeah. but you know, when I finally moved to Nashville, Tennessee, when, you know, uh, and, and, and immersed myself into it, you know, you know, along came, you know, everything through through mixtapes and skateboard videos i mean yeah. dude it was like whatever three six from three six mafia to souls of mischief to you know to bush babies to dj sns mixtapes and it was i was just immersed in it i was just flooded with it you know and and when you started writing rhymes and stuff um first rhyme i wrote was in the fifth grade <laughs> damn yeah I, wow i got suspended for it Really? First rhyme ever wrote, suspended. <laughs> was it about your teacher or something? What was I know. It was about just, I, I was just cussing, talking shit, <laughs> trying to sound like Ice Cube and, you know, like, what you know, just talking about being a gangster, you know, just, just a kid, <laughs> just a child, you know what I mean? With a fucking bowl cut and a Randy Travis sweatshirt on. Hard. Well, living in fucking, yeah, had a Tony Hawk haircut, Randy Travis sweatshirt, Airwalk 540s. Wow. Holler at you, skids. You have all this shit on, yeah. <laughs> skid skid pants talking some gangster shit anyway my fr- my friend my friend was like uh yo you should take you should make cop this is these are fifth graders you should make copies of that and take it to the radio station like just make a copy of so i'm in the office carter lawrence middle school i mean this is like in the projects man carter lawrence middle school old nashville real rowdy like Real rowdy, like really rowdy. Crack on the crack at the school play, on on the playground, like needles Damn. and shit. Rowdy. Um, and Doctor Kersu, he had this toupee. He was he was real flaming. He, he you know, he was like, Mister Aether, what are you doing? And I was like, Oh, make a copy. He said, Let me see that. <laughs> and he picks it up and he starts mumbling it to himself. And he looks at me. He looks back at the paper. He said. So you want a paddling or suspension? What's it gonna be? Paddling? Oh <laughs> shit! So I said, I I had already gotten paddled by him, and I was like, please, please don't paddle. All right, dude, it's crucial. He had holes in his paddling and shit. Like he fuck he he fucked people up. That's crazy. Um, so that shit would never fly this day and age. He's like, you know what? Call his mom. Right. <laughs> at the time, my mom worked at Longhorn, the original one before they went corporate. Okay. So, you OG know, spot. Yeah. yeah, so she's like Coyote Ugly, rock star bartender, beautiful, you know, always wearing jewelry, you know, like the, the, the pants with the leather down the front, like Whoopi Goldberg type shit. Sick. So she comes up there already sick. She's sick of my shit. My mom has always been sick of my, what are you doing? That's all, that's all, that's all I ever heard from my mom. What did you do now? So she comes swing, swing, swing down the hallway, all the fucking jewelry. What did you do? And I was like, I was crying. I was like, I, I, I wrote, I wrote a rap, and I, he's, he's gonna suspend me. And she goes, Let me see that, and snatched it out of his hand. She starts reading it. She looks at him, looks at me, looks at him. She folds it up, puts it in her pocket. She says, Go back to class. I got this. Wow. And I, and I fucking walked out of the, I walked out of the principal's office, and oh my god, you motherfucker. You're going to stop my son from express. Look what the fuck he's looking wow, at. I mean, man. like, what else is he going to talk about? Don't you ever call my motherfucking phone again. You know, I mean, you like, just, badass. Uh, she's a gangster, man. But at Holy that, you know, at, it was it was pivotal for me at the time, like, creatively, like, oh, my mom's the coolest. She's got my back. Yeah. Um. Wow. You have siblings, too? So that Christmas, my grandmother got me uh, Onyx 
in my stocking. Back the it fuck was up. Onyx back the fuck up. Uh, straight out of Compton. Um, in a in a, in a tape. Yeah, of course. Uh, and and she put them in my stocking, my grandmother, because that that became like a family story. Like, they kind of all have my back, you know, on it. It's pretty crazy. Wow, dude. So the supporting right from the jump. Yeah, immediately. Were you were you like a rowdy kid too, growing up in school and stuff? Like a class clown or? Yeah, I I was very. Uh, I didn't really make it past fifth grade. You know what I mean? Okay. I, I I never really made it. I survived, but then I failed sixth. I failed seventh. I failed eighth. Then I failed ninth, and I I was just barely getting through. I never wow. brought books to school. And then finally, a, a counselor hit me up. I had been to fifteen different schools, literally. Wow. And a counselor came in and was like, look, come, come, let's have a meeting. And she, she sat me down. And she's like, look, you just need to drop out. You're not going to finish school. It's for sure. And I was like, really? I was so <laughs> stoked. She was like, I'll give you a pass. So yeah, I just got my fucking GED, man. School wasn't really for me, man. Wow. And your mom was cool with that? They were proud of me for getting my GED because then I went, I took my GED and then my, my, uh, my dad, my dad said, my, who, I, who I met when I was like, 13 or 14. He's not my blood father, but he's my dad, you know? Okay. We just I, we just hit it off. He was like, if you get your GED and you get a Pell Grant and get into a, some community college, I'll get you a car. So I did all that. Wow. Let's get the car. I got the car. Look, I got the I got the two-door Honda stick shift. <laughs> he probably paid two grand for that, maybe 1500 He gave it to me after I got into school. I got my GED and got into this little community college. They call it Harvard on the Hill in Gadsden. Little community <laughs> college. Gadsden Community College. As soon as I got the keys, Toby, I drove to Berkeley. Straight <laughs> left town. I drove to Berkeley. Wow, dude. That was it. That was my that so was like how 16, I got to Berkeley. Or or oh, he was sick too. He was like, You motherfucker. You drove straight to Berkeley and just dipped. Dipped. Went to the ASR trade show on the way. And then and then parked it in Berkeley, and I was pulling pulling a homie of mine up the street. Got got blooped, got pulled over by the police. They took me to jail for towing, and they put my they put that car in the fucking um impound and they impounded it and sold it at the swap meet. No way, dude! Your brand new car, brand new. Yeah, it was my <laughs> brand new car. Holy shit! That's fucking crazy, man. He just fucking left. I mean, fuck. It seems like your mom was cool and very supportive and had your back no matter what. And like, Yeah, my mom really didn't have a choice in it all, you know. Like, I, to be, my, my mama loves me and she's, she is very supportive. But I was, I, yeah, I was a fucking train, dude. I was mm -hmm. not going to, you know what I mean? She was like, she knew she couldn't do nothing with me. And all she could do was support because there was no way she could tell me not to or, you know, or like vote yeah. against it. or. Did she kind of raise you on your own? Is it, do, you, do you have siblings too or no? Nah, we, my mom was like my big sister, you know, she, she, she was pregnant with me at 16. Wow. So My mom had me young too, yeah. My dad died when I was three. So my wow. mom raised three boys on her own, which looking back now as a parent, I'm like, holy shit, how'd you do that? Yeah. I'm raising one kid, like you're age three? It's nuts, man. It is, man. Single Mom's, moms. Yeah. Let's go. Fuck. She was a rager though. She was, you know, for real a gangster about everything and, um. Yeah, I mean, we made it. Like everything we've been, you know, everything we go through as artists, you know, it's like this. Yeah. Is, that's the thing, man. That's the, the, that's the the meat of it all. It's the bloodline when, of the when story. Did you, when did you realize that you weren't going to be a pro skater? I'm just going to go to music. Was that when you got out there and saw these skaters and 
Literally, <laughs> literally, like I went out there, I was, you know, and it was just, and I had this job too at the time where I was like giving away samples. It was like a, some, some homie was like, Hey, there's a place that needs workers, but you're just giving out samples on the street. Damn. But they paid $10 an hour, which was crazy back then. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. But I was like, damn. damn, I mean, you're living on the street, dude. You're like $10 yeah. an hour. Let's yeah, go. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> So picture me and handing out Pepto-Bismol wow. in San Francisco. Uh, and like, and then I see this uh, uh, a Def Jam bus it's wrapped, you know, a wrapped Def Jam bus. I just skated right up and I was like, I'm, I'm a rapper. What, to the how, bus? Yeah. Tour bus? <laughs> I said, I, it was that Def Jam. Yeah, fuck it, yeah. I was like, I'm a rapper. And the dude was like, he looked at me up and down. He's like, what are you doing tomorrow? Like straight up. I was like, whatever I need to do tomorrow. What are we doing? Wow. He's, he's like, he's like, come out to Oakland. And he gave me an address and I ended up showing up to, to the grill, which is Lev and Will Hawkins, um, Tupac, wow. uh, hieroglyphics. And Oakland's no joke, especially back then either, man. Man, listen, I skated from Berkeley and I got on the train. I got off the train in Oakland and I skated to the to the studio which was like four miles from the train station and yeah it ain't no joke with a solo dolo yeah dolo fuck no phone no phone <laughs> and red shoes oof like rookie mistake <laughs> i got chased out of san francisco for those reds for those red shoes really oh man it almost got bad some but i looked down at, yeah but i looked down at you know like yeah some like i don't know at the Audios time, or dcs some, or DCs. some shit i don't know what they were but big ass bulky shoes I never got into those. Those are crazy, bro. <laughs> I never got into the bulky shoe face. And they brought them back. I'm like, the audios, I'm like, why, bro? I know. Um, I know. So you get, so you're wearing rocking, rocking red shoes. You go to Oakland. Yeah, you, I, you know, I, fall up in the, I fall up in the studio. No one's, it's a studio. Okay, okay, okay. So, you know, the the dude has made a call and, and he's there and he's like, ah, oh, this dude raps and shit. And, and, and the Lev is like, all right, well, let's hear it. Let's, what do you got? Throws on a beat. You know, I kick some verses and, um, you know, we, we kicked it for a little bit. Nothing ever like came out of it. Matter of fact, you know what dropped that year? Um, uh, 2000 chronic 2000. Ooh. I think that was a year. Was it? Incredible. I saw that. Yeah, it was, tour it was that year. Up in smoke tours. Incredible. Damn. And, uh, Oh dude. Okay. Lev Hawkins. What about this? <laughs> uh, 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 what about this Lev? If you're listening, <laughs> like he, he was kind of a smart ass and like, I had gave him this, uh, or drew this picture of Buster Rhymes or some shit just for his studio. You drew and a I, picture, okay? I drew a picture of Buster Rhymes just fucking around in the studio one day. I, I was kind of bored. I was like, "Here you go," and he signed it and gave it back to me. And when it, on the bottom it said, "Good luck with Eminem." Back then, wow, bro. And that's when Eminem was fucking taking off. He was being a smart ass though. So but then, what happened? So uh, up yours, Lev. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. It worked out. So you want some water or something too? Because uh, you're running out of your beer. Yeah, sure. Well, you want you want uh, you want it still or uh, sparkling? Still, liquid okay. death. Still, let's go. Yeah, do, do a little plug for liquid death. Yes, sir. Yo, uh, yo, a big supporter. Huge, huge supporter of liquid death. Listen, I fell in love with this brand immediately. I've been on it for well, I mean, shit. I think a couple years now. Yeah. Uh, liquid death's been sending me product. I even had the cutout mascot in my living room. And, oh, you did? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I, I was. I go hard for the brand. I love this brand. I, I cracked 
some of this mountain water and poured it into my 79 Chevy the other day. I know. I get to- <laughs> <laughs> so sick. This this I brand see, is the truth, man. I see people doing crazy shit. We're gonna, go, we're gonna jump back and forth, but I know I mentioned earlier. But how do you like? How old are you, and how do you end up on the Missy Elliott show, Road to Stardom? Is that just oh, auditions? Wow. Are you rhyming on there? Or? Yeah. So I'm in Gadsden, and I get wind of this uh, on the radio, some some sort of hip hop radio station that was playing um, out of Birmingham, Alabama, that announces that there will be some sort of competition to get on a reality show with missy elliott sick but the uh auditions are in atlanta and i just take off to atlanta stand in this long stupid line at P- piedmont park and ended up in this um in this little clubhouse and then i told them my name and i sp- spit a verse and they're like you're in um Fuck. So then I went to, well, I won a few auditions. I got that audition, then I won the New York audition, and then I won the L.A. audition. But the show was, uh, it, it was terrible. I mean, like, What do you I, win? Like, what do you win? What are you supposed to win? Uh, a deal. The end, the end result is a deal, but it was a bunch of clown shit. And mm. um, so I got kicked off second episode just for being, a, like, talking shit, you know, mm. about... I was like, I'm not. They gave us some beat, and it was so bad. I was like, I'm not rapping on this shit. You guys are playing. Where, where's, what's the joke? <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently it wasn't a joke. It was Dallas Austin's beat, but it was oh, terrible. Shit. Um. So, um. But I called, I called them out about it on on camera, and they didn't like that. So, they sent me on my way. It's crazy. Like, just just these couple of stories. Like, oh, the guy hit you up. You went to Oakland by yourself. Or I saw that. Heard this on the radio. I went there by myself. Like. You were hungry, like you you really wanted to get out of where you were, and also you had a talent, you had a skill, and you you believed in yourself, and like you, you just you just went for shit, and like fuck it, I, I love that. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've always been like by my. I've always pretty much done that. You know, it's just recently in my life around you know the past, and I'll say recently around the past like ten years or so that I've like developed somewhat of not. A circle of friends, an entourage, kind of that that I roll with all the time. Yeah, but it was never that way. I pull up in my, I pull up by myself in the Chevy, pop the trunk and slang CDs at you know the gnarliest neighborhoods you can think of, and super DIY man. Yeah, su- su- super. But I, it, in a way, it made me feel safer. I didn't have to worry about somebody fucking up, fucking it up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like or getting me into a situation, uh, you know, because it was because of them but very um, confident very outgoing you're talking to people you're probably talking to adults and older people pitching yourself going out there grinding like you said that hunger that fire it seems at a young age mm, yeah just a fearlessness i had seen too much man my my you know i had just seen too much it wasn't and you know i i was a bit jaded with celebrities as well so i was never ever intimidated to meet someone famous or to flex on someone that already had something already. Yeah. Uh, like it was, I was never intimidated. And to be honest, fame was never the end goal, you know, like, yeah, I was, I was really, really out to have a career in music and, uh, you know, it's, the respect was so, so important to me. Um, so I, fame is just, you know, the byproduct of it all. Um, but, yeah. I love you telling LA we like, did Eminem hear this yet or whatever? You're like, you're like, them hear my shit. And then he hears your shit and then he's fucking rhyming it to you. Like, <laughs> It's just crazy, just putting that in the atmosphere, and it happens. I don't know, man. Yeah, you can't. I, 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 I honestly don't think that anyone in the world, 
every single human on this planet has the ability to do anything that they actually set their mind to and physically go for. You just have to move. You got to move. You yeah. got to move around the world. You got to move. Get up and go and let it find you. Like like find that energy what I tell people all the time like how how you know how'd you get out of here? What I fucking left here. What do you mean how did I get out of there? I left. I went to yeah. Atlanta. I went to New York. I went to Los Angeles. I went all over the country. People get stuck in their hometowns forever, man. It's crazy. They yeah. Don't do anything. Just you got to travel around and like stay persistent about that vision. You know, I held on to a demo tape that I stole out of a fucking office in New York, New York City that Eminem gave them. They passed on him. Um, and of, of him? Of him. They passed on him. I found it on the floor. What? And it was his handwriting. <laughs> I put it in my pocket, and then ten years later, I put it in his hands. You gave it to him. Yeah, I gave it back to him. Holy shit! Was he tripping? Yeah, he was tripping. Uh, I, I that mean, was his shit. He was he was like getting around. But wild. it was just like it was just like the, the the visualization payoff for me. Like, all right, I did that. Next. You that know? is crazy, dude. What songs were on there? Do you know? Uh, None of his. Because uh, any man that would jump in front of a minivan with twenty grand, a bottle of oh, pain yeah, pills, yeah. and so many things, it's fucking crazy. Oh, and don't you want to grow to be just like me? Oh yeah, yeah. Or is that the same song? I don't know. Yeah, but you know. That's fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. So and he overdubbed uh, into deep, which is classic Eminem. So he overdubbed his shit on an into deep tape. Wow. And scratched their name out and put. <laughs> Fuck man. Um, into deep for those who don't know, were uh, they were white rappers, right? I think too deep. I think they were, yeah. Uh, but it—that's definitely why he did that. Well, you went to like other white Milk rappers. Milkbone. He was picking on Milkbone. That motherfucker's picking on everybody. <laughs> he was like before Eminem. Obviously, Beasties, Third Base. You ever fucked Third Base back then? Yeah, Third Base. I I, I love Third Base. I mean, they really made it clear that Vanilla Ice was not the move. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was crazy in that second. So- yeah, 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 yeah. But that, the, but but yeah, I fuck face. I fuck with. Oh yeah, the gas face and um. But you know the, uh, and I mean, let's, you got to give Blondie some credit, you know, for Rapture. I just watched her rapping on. I watched online her rapping at Coachella last last week. Almost eighty years old rapping that verse. Oh my god! And like on stage, like rhyming. It was fu- that's a great point, man. Nobody brings that up. Yeah. About her. There's a, you She's know the what? First white a, rapper, kind of Blondie. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, isn't she? Yeah. Nobody I, I, gives her props or talks about that. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, it's because it's masked with the music, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but not. There's lots of rappers that get slept on that nobody talks about. Like, mm. even in country, like Johnny Cash has some crazy rap verses. So I did think he's uh, punk rock too, man. So did Char- uh, uh, Hank Williams, Charlie Daniels. Uh, dude, The Devil Went Down to Georgia is a straight rap record. Damn. So, you like. I could hear you rhyme that song over a beat. Same lyrics. The devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. <laughs> he was in a bind. He was way behind. He was looking to make a deal. You know, like, it's yeah, a straight, that's, that's hip-hop. <laughs> and Johnny Cash. I mean, it could be with the right beat. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dude, Cash. his lyrics, everything he sang about. Yeah, you're right. Is, is, it, is it true that you're named after Michael Landon from Live House in the Prairie, inspired? Uh, Michael Landon and John Wayne. My, my name is Michael Wayne. So sick. Mom, thanks. Mom is gangster, bro. That's, fucking, <laughs> that's so crazy. I just learned that actually today. And then also Yellow's like, because uh, your, your dad was part Cherokee, maybe? Is yeah, that? Yellow Wolf is uh, Native American inspired. Native American. And um, I'm from <sighs> Cherokee County, Alabama. So, yeah. Okay, I, I mean, growing up in the South, that's a whole different world. Into the world you, you, that you went in after that and all the different genres and the different labels and records and artists you work with coming from that small town. It's just, it's 
It's incredible, man. You should do a documentary someday. Yeah. Man. Would you ever do that or no? Sure, sure. I I mean, we've um I kind of started to do something almost it's not really a documentary about myself, but it's really just celebrating the culture that that, that we've created with Slim American and yeah. the fans and you know what that means and who they are, where they are, what they're doing and we did this thing called a uh, uh Yellow Wolf Slim American Life, which was this series that got picked up by a by an app called Fuck, what is it called? That's how not important. Uh, so, um, <laughs> during COVID, but we're actually gonna. I think Estevan and I are are trying to revisit that document. That's uh, cool. That 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 series, but over in Europe. Oh wow. Um. Uh, just a Europe and Australia and New Zealand, just kind of going and finding artisans and people who who, who get it, you know, and yeah, kind of like American Anthony Bourdain ish, you know, but more of street like hard like hardcore shit, you know. Yeah, just getting in the getting in the gutter. That's um, cool. Is it's um, did you feel pressure signing to Shady? And obviously, being a fan of him and then meeting him and then making the record. Do you feel pressure when you got signed to that label and like the next record you had to make your first record on that label? Yeah, yeah, I did. I I I felt the pressure of like um, having to listen and to be a respectful young new artist around these legends with massive amounts of success. You know, mm -hmm. it's very hard to tell them no. Yeah, but then it got not hard to say no. Because after, like I said, after some mistakes were made, and I think I I earned the respect to have like a a boss opinion about at least what I do, yeah. you know, um, and a final say. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was definitely wasn't easy. We, there was there were moments of uh, pretty intense <clears throat> conversations um, where I was just fully disagreeing with where things were going and uh and want to stay true to yourself too <clears throat> and be the person you are and not try to right yeah yeah and and also you're growing as an artist too like you were just it was like man I it also wasn't your first rodeo either i may have been like i, I definitely was a uh a lamb for many many artists that saw what happened and they were like oh we're not doing that you know, like kind of deal. Yeah. I mean, I saw them. I I was friends with them, and then like they they you know to the point where they'll come up in the studio and be like, no singles, no singles, like or wow. or don't mention that I'm on a label. Don't they they saw how it 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 was crippling in a way to be thrown into the mainstream, and they lost. I feel like fans at for a for a period of time they lost the Yellow Wolf. Trump music Yellow Wolf that they cherished and why they and, signed you in and, the first place and Wolf was changing right in front of them and the industry yeah. was pushing the artists that they loved in a way that they didn't want to see mm -hmm. you know like nobody wants to see fucking Metallica sing somewhere over the rainbow man you got to keep it gutter yeah you know like it, it just certain things point, didn't man. fit me you know but I did try yeah and they can never say that I didn't you know I fucking I did my I did my role as an artist signed to a major label, and I turned in all my projects. I fulfilled my contract with them, and then I went independent, and I'm happier than ever. Was it how many records? Is it three records with them? I think it was six. Six? You had to do six with them? 
Pretty much. Fuck. And was Psycho White Take on there? Take that. Was Psycho White on that? Or was that something just you and Trav did separately? It had nothing to do with that. Um, that was let me a, correct that. It may be five. Yeah, I'm just. I'm not all the way yeah, sure. Trump music. No, Trump music. Trump music. Zero to sixty. Yep. Radioactive. Yep. Love story. Yep. You know. Yeah. Ghetto cowboy. And was Ghetto Cowboy it, or was Ghetto Cowboy my first? Like yeah, you did ND. other ones on on your own label, yeah, independent one. I don't know because I think after that was like, um, so much after music. that was after that was like the Hotel EP. Oh shit! And then it was change. Oh yeah, they didn't trial they did. by fire. Oh, trial by fire. That was it. Yeah, trial by fire was 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 that that was that was for them. That, I think that was the that was the final. I think so. Damn. Dude, I love I love the whole concept. Just I didn't even thought about your initials MWA. Shit's so hard. It's <laughs> so cool. I didn't even think it's so cool. I was doing that yesterday. Yeah, was, you did so much, just so much music, man. Then Trump Music Returns, Unnatural Born Killer single that came out. The yellow, yellow, black sheep mixtape. Yeah, the Mile Zero oh. DJ Mugs. Mudmouth album, yeah. And the, yeah, the collabs you did, like the different other albums you did with people, with Mugs, yeah. Uh, Riff Raff album. Riff Raff, oh shit! Yeah, got an album with Riff Raff. All right, uh, DJ Paul, Three Six Mafia, yep. uh, Slim Mafia album. Heart of Dixie mixtape. Heart of Dixie, wow! Did that on a bus. You did? Yeah, I was angry when I did that. Dude, there's like a like, and then then you uh, you guest spotted on the uh, Blink One Eight Two record. Yeah, yeah. Little girl song. Dude, there's so many things, and you got four to five mics for that record too in Source, which is back then that's such a big deal, dude. Yeah, Even yeah. now, like whatever, but back then, like. Like five mics was the win, and they gave me four and a half. Sons of bitches. But it's still sick, though. (laughs) Just give me one half of a fucking mic more, please. But then the cover of Source Magazine or Double XL, that shit's... For me, growing up, I had a subscription to all those magazines. That's that's like... It's just sick. I mean, uh, yeah, those are accomplishments in hip-hop. Yeah, sure. Maybe not in your career particularly, but just like... No, no, no. There are... Those moments, bro. It's just like... There's... There's... And you feel, and then like Fader when, cover of Fader that was rad. Fader, oh shit! But then when the record comes out, is it received well? No. You, but are you happy with it? No. Okay. That's no, it's thought. not received well, <laughs> and I'm not happy with, happy with okay. it. I, I, I. That's I, stressful. Man, Radioactive Fuck. was such a. There are some amazing songs on that record. Um, there were just a few like. First of all. They had me in the studio with Pooh Bear, and let me put that in perspective. Pooh Bear wrote, like, most of Justin Bieber's records. Oh, wow. Did not know that. You know, so, and I love Pooh Bear. That's my fucking boy. I'm not saying that I don't appreciate Pooh Bear. I'm just saying, why? You know, it's, it's like these particular writers at that time first of all they weren't needed yeah you know i didn't need co-writes i no. didn't i didn't need none of that shit you know I, shit, I just yeah. needed to be left alone but like i said man you know the the learning curve of it and um there was a lot of shady shit going down behind the scenes too like no pun intended <laughs> yeah no like on on my side not even on the shady side what? like on on my accountant side like oh. like like that ugly side you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. My, my budget being robbed and mm. like just all kinds of crazy shit that was happening at the time that just had to be cleaned up you know people were just so excited that oh my god eminem signed a white boy crazy everybody wanted a piece of this record because they just thought it was gonna be 
like Ed Sheeran big. You know what I mean? Like they thought. And what it was did just you like, think? Were you caught up in that moment too? Did you get caught up in that whole major label? Like this is gonna be it for me? Do you believe that too? I was giving it a chance. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that I I believed that it was going to happen, but I was down for the ride. You know what I mean? And yeah. And uh, let's see what happens. And that's it. You know. Um, but Love Story ended up being the most successful album. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, fuck. Love Story. That's the one. How many did you do after that, though? After Love Story, on the there was only a couple more after that. Yeah, you're right. Damn. Yeah. the The couple other albums that I did, I'm I'm very proud of them. Yeah. But it was also just like fill in the blanks. Like here, take these records, and I'm out. You know. Yeah. Did Did the um, Sons of Anarchy thing change for you? That change putting your spotlight on you, <laughs> bro. That Sons of Anarchy, but that that shit, man. Um. Was uh yeah life changing. Life changing. Yeah, like that. Like, had that song been crushing the whole time or that put it into a different stratosphere? Like, it made even more... Did that blow it up or was it already All crushing right. on the radio? No, no, no. It was... That shit blew it up. It, wow. I've, but I've never... I, uh, but I, I, I've never had a hit record, though. You know what I mean? I've, I've had yeah. a, a lot of successful songs and a lot of big fan faves and stuff, but I've never had, like... A real radio presence, you know what I mean? It's not been like that for me. Um, and that was it. That was, I mean, that was that was going hard. But the, but the, yeah, but the Sons of Anarchy, and then um, uh, the Johnny Depp movie. It was like the trailer for that thing. Oh, it was in there too. Fuck. Yeah, it, yeah, it was catching. It caught, you know, it was sailing. Yeah, for sure. It was traveling around, and Marilyn Manson was like walking out to it every night on his tour and it was just a wow thing. dude yeah. and so where are you at in that moment are you stoked are you like are you i'm proud yeah, I, you I, because be it's proud, like yeah. i was just like this is the kind of song i want to be successful you know what i'm saying yeah. like that that right there man and it really did change how i did music forever from then because Interscope didn't even want it to be the first single. They wanted American You and listen to this crazy shit. <laughs> I had I did a full I did a full LP with Ed Sheeran before he blew up. Like a whole album. It's called Slumden Bridge. Wow. And That's a cool um, name too. And uh he So so when you know the the label was and the label knew that, but the label was always looking for the payback because I I co-signed him basically in my world you okay. know whatever that did for him it does it, it is kind of irrelevant because the quote was Yellow Wolf is one of my favorite rappers I'd love to work with him and someone was like bet we they made a call ended up in the studio we did five songs in one session and then I've seen him once since you know wow <laughs> but the label's always the label at the time was always trying to get that payback after he blew up like when are you gonna do one with ed when are you uh, gonna do with ed they tried to get him to do <laughs> no they tried to get me because he probably would have done it but they tried to get me to let him sing american you which <laughs> it was just insane i was like no fucking way he, there's no he can't sing it's not it's it's called american you yeah this is a very personal record like yeah you know uh wow and uh 
Thank you. And that's kind of corny to make you try to reach out to somebody like, hey, man. But like I me? said, but I said, but but <laughs> had I not went through the ringer with the last album, I, pro- I may have not had the option to say no. Yeah. You know, Jimmy IV may have been like, well, pff, he's doing it. You know, like, yeah. but, but at that point, they're like, well, okay. All right, cool. And, um, fuck. So, are they excited about the song and Sons of Red? Are they excited about the love story song? I mean, the song on the record to So, gone, anyway, they wanted, they wanted American You to come out with Ed Sheeran to be, that fir- be the first single for Love Story. And that, I, was like, I was like, no way. Nah. Ed Sheeran is not going to set off Love Story, bro. Like, <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> and I love Ed. That's, that's my fucking dude. Um, but, uh, yeah, so me and my manager at the time were like, fuck that, man. Let's go shoot a video until it's gone and push it. You know, so they, my, my manager and my publicist made that Sons of Anarchy connect. Gotcha. And, and made all that happen with Sutter. Um, Not the label now that you... No, nah, yeah. with Sutter, with yeah. the director, Sutter, of Dope. Sons of Anarchy, the publicist, my publicist at the time, and my manager, and hustled that to get it going. And then the label was like, okay, let's get behind this. <laughs> wow. And then they support it, pay for the video, whatever, do all that shit, and then... I don't know how we got that bread. I I put a lot of bread up for a lot of videos and just got them to pay me back, you know? Independent mind thinking and all that. Oh, yeah, always. Fuck, man. Such a, such a crazy up and down, highs and lows career. But all good shit, it seems. Yeah, man, It's it's been... The dust is starting to settle, though, into this really rad, like... um, Just like this existence of like you know when COVID hit and I didn't have to fucking tour or it hit when I was on tour in Europe really had to go home middle of the tour or something last plane Fuck. last plane home from Russia and uh, and like Trump was like come home or stay like you that's, you got that. two choices and so we flew home and just barely beat the COVID lines and Wow, dude. Anyway, so do that quarantine and, you know, not touring. And I was, like, looking around, like, kind of anxious for the first month. And then it was like, wait, man. You mean I don't have to tour to survive? Like, I've got, like, residual income from other things now. What's going on? Like, I'm I'm, gr- I'm becoming a grown-up. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, um, <laughs> like, but it was, it spoiled me in a way, man. Like, and I'm just now getting back to going on tour this next couple months since wow. then damn almost three i mean years. i've done i've done a show here and there like just special events like i played the ryman in nashville and um being home is awesome right i mean just like just Fuck. just making music and chilling and yeah you know it's just like sitting back for a minute like man like let this let's soak this in for a while we've been going hard non-stop you know? man you've been non-stop and so, uh, yeah, so it's just, it's a different kind of level of, of living now, like OG shit, you know, starting to like own that, you know, uh-huh. um, like calling my young artist friends sons, you know, like these are all, <laughs> all my sons, you know, like, yeah, yeah, and like just living in that. And it's such a liberating feeling, man, to like, to settle, you know what I mean? And like, and not be so, so scared i guess man mm-hmm. you know a lot of that's just fear of failure but when you look around like man we're good yeah my fans are not gonna go anywhere i love my fans you know i know that i can tour for the rest of my life totally you know and all over the world and they're gonna be there we've built that relationship 
And so in that regard, I feel extremely successful, no matter how many records are sold or not. Yeah, for sure. To have that, to have a career after this many these many years and still be able to put out mu- music. And be able to stay home and go on tour where you want to go on tour. Man, not have to do it. Because you did that for so long, man, all that grind, man. And there's a lot of sacrifice in touring, relationships, everything, like like following your dreams and being a musician and touring and fucking all that. All that. Like there's a lot of things you miss in the real world because I think touring's like a fantasy world, but then you get back to reality. So there's a lot of sacrifices in that. But then now I can just sit and chill. And like, damn, I did all these things. I'm getting residuals. I can chill. I don't have to like, you're not stressed about moving and having to go on this tour or that, taking this show or that show. Like, okay, I'm going to chill. That's a beautiful feeling. You earned that. You like, you worked hard for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, and, uh, you know, to all those artists out there, man, that are on the grind. Um, you've been there. Yeah. I just, you know, I support it, you know, just go hard, man. Go hard, 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 man. Don't look back and, it will, you know, the cream will rise, man. Trust. It yeah. always does, you know. Uh, it, it, when young people, man, like when I talk to younger people, when I talk to them and, you know, if they got questions about, you know, like becoming an artist, the first thing I, that I tell them, I was like, listen, I don't know how you would do it today. Totally. I don't. I, I'm clueless. But yeah. if you want to do it how I did it, you you have to literally give up your life. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Like, you got to say bye-bye to everyone you love, everyone you know. It's true. And go away and get it and fig- figure this shit out. You know, uh, some kids are just like, all right, made a song today, fucking drop it, press enter on my computer, and now it's everywhere in the world. Like, Dude. what? It's so crazy to <laughs> do that. It's, huh? Or like h- handing out flyers and I can just post a flyer. They know it when you come into their town. Like, But then, that, it, you things. know, the other problem is some of them, a lot of them actually, they can't, they have you know, have millions of streams and can't sell 30 tickets it's at facts. a venue. It's facts. Because they haven't, gr- they haven't built that following. They haven't, you know, went yeah. to fucking Bentonville, Arkansas and did a show for 150 people. Or less. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Or just like sure. and earning it, you know, like. I know. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. We did a list with my son one year. My wife's like, name your favorite top five rappers. I'm not going to say their names. And I'm going to tell you where they're going to be in two years from now. My wife did that with it because my, my son was bringing all this crazy mumble rap home, little pump, all these dudes. I'm like, cool, I'll check it out. And then like one of them, I'm not going to say their names, put a show at the Palladium. It didn't sell like 20 tickets, canceled his whole tour because he was only build, only big on social media. And he couldn't, that didn't go into the real world like one of these rappers. It's just crazy. You could be millions and millions of followers and streams, but then nobody's coming to see you play live. Because you never went out there and grinded and built up or, you know what I mean? Like, tore Yeah, man. It, earning that trust yeah. is real. The, the, His name the, was Little Pump. I'll take it out. Anyway, I'll cut it out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Max. You loved him when he was a kid. Whatever. Go ahead. Uh, whatever, <laughs> dude. I mean, you But, know, like, big on that than, like, a yeah. real life. Nobody cares. And that's. It's crazy, man. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's a different well, reality. Man, I, I tell you what else that also exists that, you know, is to add on to the conversation about that particular thing is, yeah. is not having a lot of followers or perceivably and destroying it. So true. I, I, let me. That's okay. it's really true. You're so right. 
And like motherfuckers be like, huh? Who the have you are you familiar with a country artist named Luke Combs? Nope. Okay, perfect. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Dude, he did three nights at Nissan Stadium the other night. He's like Young guy? Young kid? Yeah, I mean, yeah, younger, like maybe wow. late twenties. Early 30s, maybe. And sold that out three nights. Three nights. Like all weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 60,000 people a night. Jesus, dude. And he's got like four or five million followers on Instagram, you know? But like you would think he would have 29 million followers with selling that out, you know? Yeah. It doesn't add up. It doesn't. Because all his fans are not on Instagram is the thing, you know, obviously. That's a great point. And it doesn't matter, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, how important is social media to you? Like, how- I it's crucial to me because I I exploited it. I, I I'm really good at it. I love that all your shit's black and white. It's so cool. You, well, you, you know, can you I've done. I, I've I've had. I'll, I'll go through phases on social media for each album. I, they usually have a look, a certain style, a, a, awesome. a way of posting, and all that. So I've just I have fun with it personally. But yeah, you know, it, it, that's how I started to explain myself. Uh, yeah. I, I really never really played around with it, though. I, I really like... Now that it's that it's kind of set in stone, I have more fun with it. But it, it used to be very descriptive. Like, this is the neighborhood I'm from. And this is, this is yeah. you know, old weight bench sitting in front of a, you know, with a Chevy on bricks. Yeah. You know, like, I'm... I'm Yellow Wolf. This is American. This is this is Gas in Alabama. This is the trap house I, I grew up in. You know, mm-hmm. like kind of just kind of getting people familiar with who I am and where I was from, and because I've always been a fan of that. Like, um, I being being becoming a fan of an artist because of not just the skill of the artist, but oh man, like Wu Tang and. Shaolin, what's Shaolin like? Exactly. You know, yeah, the story. Out, Outcast, Atlanta. Yeah. Whatever. You know, that's, that's also gone. True. It's true. That's true <laughs> I mean, too. it's pretty much. Yeah. I mean, a kid will, will drop a record out of Atlanta now, and a kid in Japan will drop a record, and they sound the same. Kind of true. Yeah. The music sounds the same. The, yeah. the cadence sounds the same. They wear the same clothes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, damn, man. Like, that's a great point. It, it's. Yeah, it's a thing. But the story is important. Like your come up, just everything. Just I'm learning so much about you now, and just my deep dive on you. Just where you came from, hike it to where you are now. But I think, like you said, some kids just want to hear the music. They don't give a shit about that. I just no, want to no, hear no. the song. The song is so I can. And not, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not yeah. saying there's anything. Wrong. I'm just saying what what attracted me the most. Yes. Like yeah, Kendrick Lamar. I love Kendrick. I love I love the Bro. Compton story of Kendrick Lamar. You know what I mean? I love that all of it. And um. You know he's, yeah. He's, man, he's let's talk amazing. about him because his last record I listened to every single day. It's like a, it's like artistic. It's it's an art piece. I went and saw him perform. That tour came through. Incredible. He's just incredible. I love that he's not on the gram. I love that he fucking just does his shit, and he goes away and he comes back with these fucking masterpieces of music and poetry. And I just think he's top top, and I think he's a great uh, role model for today's youth as yeah, far as like, much, rappers are. Much needed, man. You know culturally like, needed like i would just say that just needed you know like, and j cole i fuck with heavy dude oh yeah 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 
Chills in the Carolinas, barely on social media, incredible artist, lyricist. His whole story too, like he's got a great story as well. Like those are my two as far as like, I don't know. I listen to other stuff my son brings home, but but going to see Kendrick perform in that record, just every single fucking lyric, I'm hearing something different every day and the stories he's telling and mm-hmm. the subjects he's talking about, sexual abuse on the last record, all this shit, dude. It's just like, yeah, dude. Run the Jewels, I'll add Ooh, to that. Yeah, shout out to Killer Mike. Yeah, dude. Of course, and LP. Fuck. Yeah, we got, there. there is some, there is talent out here, man. It's, it's plentiful, man. Is it's there a new hip hop you listen to? Are you mm, checking for new hip hop or not? Um, I'm not checking for <laughs> hip hop, but like only that I only because I'm in my own yeah bag right now. Like I've I'm working on finishing a double album, and okay. so it's you know, and it is all hip hop. Nice. So it, during those times, I'll I'll check out, and I don't really stay current or i feel protective of my creative uh process love that and if i listen to some shit i don't want to be accidentally influenced by it okay so i like i save myself from it and then after i'm done with the album i'll 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 dig in and listen to who's doing what currently but interesting yeah there's nothing um I mean, really, my shit is. I, I'm most excited about my shit right now on on a hip hop level. Okay, it, I'm really, really excited about it. Yeah, that's exciting to hear. Yeah, especially because yeah. now I know. Just listen to the other record I was listening to late. Just you singing. It's just like it's like. What can't you do? Is there a style of that you wouldn't try? Um, I'm not sure, man. I I I can't. I I won't say never. Like what genres are left? I'm trying to think. Well, like you do because there's some pop. There's some <laughs> well, pop elements. I there, I, I have, I have done country. Not, I have never really done country, country record. Like I don't know if real. I, I don't know if I would. I just don't, I don't know yet, man. It maybe, maybe, someday. I, I don't want to turn into like Dewey Cox. You know what I mean? Where <laughs> I've got like, I've just touched every single genre. It's yeah. got to be a story behind it. There has to be some sort of connection with what you know, how I grew up, where, where I'm from, and what I listened to growing up. I wouldn't step outside of that. Like, I'm not gonna go do some like classical, you know. Yeah. Sh- you know, shit like that. But or fuck it, maybe I will. I don't know. I I just feel like for you, there's like the sky's the limit. Like you do anything, and and it won't. People won't be shocked. Like, yo, this is him. This is this is one of his personalities. This is one of his things he's into. That part uh, is 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 also like I'm relishing in that in and these days because yeah. I know that I have done that. And that gives me such a freedom. Like, yeah. I'm not afraid of shocking people anymore because it's not a shock anymore. It's become part True. of who I am is to expect new things. I love that. And, uh, yeah, it gives me a lot of freedom, man. Like, anything goes and my fans are not going to be, like, shocked by it. You know, they're just going to love it or not or, you know, take it or leave it or whatever. But, you know, at least they know that they can always expect to be surprised, you know. You can do it. I think you could do whatever you want, and there's like no boundaries for you. Mm-hmm. And it's cool that you have a fan base that supports that, and they're like stoked on it. Yeah, that's hard to find, especially with like different sounds and styles that you do. It's it's cool, man. Yeah, thank you. You feel like you're in a good place in your life right now? Yeah, man. I I'm I'm really settled into this. Um. Yeah, I I'm I'm settled into all the things that we've we've watered in the garden, so to speak over the years yeah they're healthy they're 
there were times we didn't know if they would survive, so to speak, but mm-hmm. it's all healthy and it's starting to make more sense, you know, like, and working on not just music, but, you know, the American yeah. brand and... Um, it's a brand and label. It's everything, right? Yeah, it's a, it's, yeah, it's a culture brand, you know, like, it's, it's awesome. Just, we, we do a little bit You're of doing everything. doing that for so long, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I own a uh, screen printing company in, in Nashville as well. Um, you do all your more merch? You print all your yeah, merch? Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Do man. all my merch and Damn. do stuff for other artists as well and that's companies. Cool. And and then Creekwater Whiskey, of course. Um, the whiskey company is doing really well. and So, yeah, just kind of yeah settling into it, man, and... and 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 owning it, appreciating all the hard work. Yeah. But still, still hungry. But it's not like show up at Funk Master Flex's studio and freestyle to to try <laughs> to pr- prove that I'm good type yeah, of work. Yeah. No, no, no. You know, no, that's yeah. that's a rap. I, I I do that on my own. Yeah. You know, I don't have to. I don't have to fight that battle anymore. It's it's it's. It's more like a celebration of of what has been done, and then using all that as fuel to do what's coming next. Yeah, I think that's freaking awesome. Um, and you, and also you're a dad too, and so is it balancing that too? Being an artist, a music, musician, traveling. You have three kids. Man, my kids, honestly, and they're older too. So. Yeah. I, well, my kids just grew up. Dad was always going. You know, from day one, it was. It's, but we didn't have a choice. They didn't have a choice, and. Um, did you bring him on tour? Sometimes. Nice. Yeah, sometimes I did. Um, but my kids, I, I'll just say this. My kids know me. They know who I am. And uh, they also know where we come from. And um, again, that's also like that relationship has has gotten better as they've got older. Yeah, because makes sense. It takes a while to, to understand where all that rent money, Christmas money, birthday money, whatever you need money's coming from exactly. and how it's how it's obtained. And this is why and, he's gone. And how hard it is to get it. Yeah. This you, is why he's on tour for this long. This is what he's doing, this is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, that understanding is has, has helped bond our relationship, you know, stronger. Um, but, yeah, being a father, it, it just kind of fueled it all, you know? It was like, I have to do this, man. There's no, I have to. And it's not just you. It's like, yeah, the kids are counting on me. And man, yeah, and hard, dude, hard to leave them. Oh, Real yeah. hard. You got man. three. It's fucking one's hard for me. Yeah. I mean, that cr- shit's crying at the door. Same, you know, bro. Like, like, even still, I would get emo doing that shit. But then coming home, bro, it's the most amazing thing. Yeah. Coming home to them, they're fuck, coming home to love. They're waiting for you, and fuck. Yeah. But yeah. they're grown now, like so. It's fuck, man. Yeah, they're getting grown. I mean, um always be babies to me my babies you know what i mean yeah it's just just like that you know but yeah they're they're doing great man everybody's doing great my mom's doing great it's awesome man um how old is your mom now 70s no younger uh yeah Oh, because she had you crazy young my mom's in her 70s damn yeah um she's 50 fuck um, i'm 50 that's crazy no she's no she's 50 56 i'm 53 though that's fucking crazy bro that's crazy. <laughs> what's up dad damn. <laughs> dude that's fucking crazy man um is there any is there any uh 
you pretty much worked with all the artists you wanted to work with in your career. Like, is there like an MC that you would would love to work with and still may want to? Like a bus bucket list shit or uh, Kendrick? Uh, I would. Well, I've been on a record with yeah, Kendrick, you have one train. Yeah, um, but I haven't. I would. I would love to do a record with him. I think ASAP's on that too, right? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was ASAP's record. Um, that he pulled all us, all of us. But in that's on. sick to be on a track with him. That's fucked. Yeah, yeah. It's dope. So Kendrick. Um, uh, I, I tell you what, I've got some features on this new record. Okay, cool. That, that are nice. that are gonna. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty selfish though with with my even on Love Story it was just one fe- it was just Marshall. That's it. That was on the whole album it was just Sorry, one need, one man. guy. Yeah. Um so it's pretty hard actually. Letting it happen, you know. Uh it, just letting it happen natural, man. Are you a big New York uh hip hop fan too? Um like Nas, I mean, what Dan era? Star, okay, I was like, Wu-Tang. what era? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, um, Black Moon, Black Moon, Black Sheep, De La Tribe. Yeah, of course. BDP. I saw Karis One perform two weeks ago. Coogee rap. It was amazing. Karis One is like fifty-seven years years old. Came out freestyling, dude. It was fucking bananas, bro. Wow. I love Karis One. I heard um, Karis One took a boat to Australia because he won't fly. Yeah. A is that boat. Possible? Is that possible though? It's like months. <laughs> Hope he got paid good. That's fucking crazy. Really? He's really like that? Dude. Fuck. Did you ever like, um, what else in New York? Coogee Rap, MOP. Oh, fuck, New York. It's so um, much. I, Jay with the Damager. Mob Deep. Woo, let's go. Mob Deep, yeah, bro. Yeah. Mob Deep, one of the greatest. Mob Deep, Black Moon, Wu-Tang, uh, Killer Army. Um, Nobody's ever said that. That's sick. Yeah, Killer Army. I loved Killer Army. I was even listening to Poor Righteous Teachers, which is Great. crazy. They were so sick. I remember yeah, them. I yeah, loved yeah. them. Uh, uh, Grave Diggers. Grave Diggers. It was Lord to yeah. the Underground, Fushnikins, OC, Word Life, an incredible album. Oh, I just did a record with Busta recently. Wow. That's pretty crazy. It's, really? it's our second. Wow. That's that's uh, that's it, fucking. See, he's another one. I saw him open. He came out with Wu Tang and Nas last year, and he fucking. I swear, he stole the show. Just oh, came yeah. out and banged out all of his hits like in thirty minutes. Just his persona, his energy, his fucking cadence, his voice. It was like, it seemed very surreal. Like, he, it was awesome, man. He still kills it. Yeah, man. Uh, this is random. Uh, may sound random. Not really random to me because I've thought about it for years. I would love to work with uh, Erica Badu, man. Woo. That would be crazy. That'd be awesome, man. Like, on her, on her rap shit. That'd be uh, awesome, that'd man. That'd be crazy. I, I would love that. Just because she's just brilliant. You know, she just gets it, man. Um, That'd be a good one. Yeah. Sade? Oh, I fucking love Oh, dude, you remember uh, Bahamadia? I think so, yeah. Dude, Bahamadia. Shout so. out Bahamadia, dude. I think I remember that, yeah. Woo, talk about female MCs. Ladybug from Diggable Planets. Woo, nobody talks about her at all, man. Come on, Ladybug. Let's go. MC Light, I love. Oh, I love MC Light. Queen Latifah was sick, too. She had a lot of bangers, man. Even Salt and Pepper gets no props. So it was Lauren Hill. Come on. Yeah, Lauren Hill. End of story. Nick, Nikki D was like a hard ass girl from Jersey. She was with Apache back in the day. What about a top five for you? That's super hard. Top five female. This is rapping. Whatever, anything. Influences, artists, musicians. It could be country. Oh man, it's hard uh, though, that's right? A, there's uh, there's one one per genre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I'll go, hard, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go for for country and style and fashion and just straight. I I would say Dwight Yoakam. Damn. Like, like, okay. Like, like 
like eighties Dwight Yoakam. Okay. You know what I mean? Like Damn. That's uh, a, that's that's a first. For rock for rock and roll, like hard rock I would say Appetite for Destruction, Ooh. Guns N' Roses. That's sick. Um that could, I'm just I'm just thinking about what hit me as a kid. Yeah. Um or for metal I would say for sure Metallica. Got you. Um for hip hop. Um Damn, it's gonna be hard. Ice Cube. Those solo records, man, death certificate. Today was a good day. It was like one of the first records I memorized, like front to back. Wow, okay. Yeah. All those, those solo records were from America's Most Wanted, mm-hmm. uh, Death Certificate, Death Certificate, Lethal Injection, Predator, Bangers. All all four of those single those solo records were incredible. Ice Cube, man. Yeah, dude. He's, he's so the hardcore. I don't know if I am I missing the genre. I don't mm. know. I kind of hit it. I would like pop. No fuck with pop. Oh, music. pop. I fuck with pop. Yes, I, I, I was like, gonna ask I love you that, pop. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go pop. Music. Uh, let's think about pop. Uh, Beatles, I guess. Okay. I mean, you took the, I mean that's pop, right? I guess. Yeah, At I guess. Certain, I mean, uh, pop, I think of music. like. I don't know. Pop music. Uh, I, uh, shit. YouTube. That's like rock, I guess. What is uh? What is pop? Well, Britney Spears is pop. We're not talking about that kind of pop, though. But huh. you like you like you like music that people would. What is something you listen like to? People, mainstream. Yeah, like somebody would be surprised oh, you listen to. Chris Brown. Super talented. What? Chris Brown. Fine China is one of my favorite Chris Brown songs. I love that fucking song. What about like Usher or something like that? Yeah, I like Usher. Usher's sick. Yeah. I, Usher's I don't had, know why I said that. Usher's <laughs> had so many hits. Bangers, that are just bro. I'm just like, I, if I hear yeah one more time in a club, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to run through the wall. I didn't mean to say yeah when you said that. But yeah, he has, uh, there's a lot of bangers he has. Um, yeah, some, who else would you be surprised? I may be listening to... Maybe Al Bjork. I, you said I, Bjork? I love listening to Bjork. Yeah, Portishead. Ooh. I listen to a lot of old Portishead. For nice. How about Sinead O'Connor? You like her? Um, I mean, what was the one song Sinead O'Connor? She, she has was a, okay. She has a doc out now. You should uh-huh. watch it. She got canceled before cancel culture for speaking about the Pope. Yeah, yeah. She, I, I I watched that Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I was there. Okay, but there's there's a doc that came out where how everything she said came true, but nobody. After they canceled, they never brought her back, and she was so punk rock about that, like Public Enemy logo on her face when they when uh, there was no hip hop as a genre in the in the Grammy, so she did that. Just all of her shit was just so punk, dude. Mm. It's a dope doc. I'm gonna send you the shit for it. But but it, she it's it's like it, watching that. I was like, holy fuck, is she was so talented, man. Oh, um, I listened to a lot of m- like Mexicana, like 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 gangster Mexican, like <laughs> like what. You know that shit, man. Like I really get down on that shit. Like I, I can't even understand, but okay, I, I jam. There's a few of my friends. They think it's funny as shit. I'm always bumping it in my fucking car. Like just. you like I can see cruise around your truck. This that shit is the best. Would you live anywhere else but Nashville? Like where else? Would you come to Cali ever now? Uh, you love where you're at. I'm. I'm not. I do love Nashville, Tennessee. I, I think you know, I love the desert. Yeah, is, I can is, see it, yeah, is great. I'm pretty like uh, bipolar about what why I like. I like the desert because of the heat. I also love Alaska though. You know okay. what I mean? I, I like the extremes of what it is. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like I don't like medium shit. I, I like all the way there shit, like Kauai, okay, uh, and then Alaska. Arizona how, how do you how do you chill like what's like a chill like 
can you just chill and relax and turn it off? Because you seems like you're always going like this is it. This okay. this is it. This is about as chill as I get. Okay, you know, just con- just conversation and chill. But because my if, right after here, it's 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 on. <laughs> and then I, I, it does uh, never stop. It, it actually don't. And do you sleep good at night? Thank can you God, sh- I have music. Can you shut to, your brain off at night and sleep like eight hours? You a good sleeper? Uh, if I'm exercising a lot, yeah. I I if I'm like running and like going going, I I sleep like a baby. But if I'm if I'm like on a break or like a week or two, or I'm just no, I don't I don't sleep much at all. I may sleep like four hours a night. That's cool. You run. I just started running like a couple months ago. I'm really loving it. I I gave it up a long time ago. Now I'm just fucking back on it. It's so good for your mental, man. I fucking, oh, yeah, I know. You run a lot, man. For a year and a half, I was running like a ma- maniac. Actually, like I had to stop. It was one of those things I became obsessive about, and you know, it's just not. I just don't have a me. I don't. I, I got one speed, Toby. It's fucking go hard, dude. Like, so I, I was crazy, I was up to running like ten, thirteen miles, like a day type of shit. Did you do a marathon? No, I never did a marathon. I think you could do that. But I ran in all weather too. Like I ran Australia summer. I ran Russian winters. So all, when you I were ran, traveling, you were running too in different places. <laughs> Russian winters. It's hard, bro. <laughs> I ran around subs, dude. <laughs> frozen on the ice and shit. You're running in Russia. Ran, so you were so obsessed. I ran all over the world. Every city you try to place to run. That's kind of cool. Running around the world. Wow. Yeah, Portugal was crazy. Lisbon, huh? Lisbon, Portugal. Yeah. Beautiful, dude. Yeah. So you still run? Nah. You train? You do weights? You... I ride a bicycle. I I I do like. I I just bought this. Was it Bianchi bike? Bianchi. It's some. It's like the Lambo of bikes. It's okay. ridiculous. Uh, so I do that. Um. And then yeah, I, I I train here and there, but if I'm like working in the studio, I, I I'm burning so much calorie, so many sure. calories, and just pacing and writing and performing for 12, 13 hour work days and shit. That uh, it's it, working out is just extra, you know. Are you are you a coffee person in the morning? Oh yeah, you. I go back and forth. I have like love hate, man. It fucks me up, fucks my stomach. It makes me shit my. It's just. It's all kinds of things for me, Shit man. Shit your pants. Yeah, jittery and shittery. That's what I call it. <laughs> I got decaf. I, I don't know. Sunday scaries. Yeah, I, I just, it was something for me. I try and do more tea now, but like, yeah, you do a lot of coffee. Oh, yeah, dude. Day, every day. Oh, are you kidding? Even I'm late a, in the afternoon? Cause it's supposed no, to I have a cutoff. I, I have a cutoff. Like, you know, my routine when I'm like not working as of lately. Oh, speaking of exercise, it's like a golf. That yeah, we talked obsessed. about that before, yeah. Obsessed. You, you go hard in golfing. I've had two golf injuries already, and I've only been playing for not even a year. Wow, you I, love it. I do. I'll play thirty-six holes alone. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I, I have to learn how. You versus uh, DJ Khaled's going to happen. It's going to happen. You've been challenging. Let's see what happens. Khaled don't want it. So you love golf, and that's like that's probably like a good stress relief, a good hang. Yeah, I've tried a couple of times, but I should. My son's into it now too. Yeah. Oh man, do it. That that's. It's what do you think you love about it so, so much? Good. What do you love about it? You think? I, it's, well, first of all, it's hard. It's the hardest thing you'll ever do. And so there's there's that. There's also the. I didn't really have a hang for me and my friends. It was only the studio or the bar. That makes sense. Or we didn't have anywhere to go. Yeah. A, a dinner here and there. This is like that camaraderie is back that shit talking it's like being with their homies on on the streets cool. again you know but it's more adult 
It, oh, yeah, it's more adult. <laughs> and the other fun fun part is I bring goons to the golf course, <laughs> man. Like it's just yeah, like yeah. face tattoos, just blasted. <laughs> They're out there sagging with you know, <laughs> sagging in nice, yeah, 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 playing loud music. You know, just having a blast. But you're wearing the golf clothes. Oh, I'm just sagging. Golf fashion is that's another that's. I saw they dropped some Jordan ones. The mo- golf fashion is the most fun, dude. You just get out, get out there, look like a fucking snow cone. Just have fun, man. Astro pops. It gets pretty hot out there too, where you live too, probably playing. That it shit. does. Nashville gets hot, but it also gets brutally cold. Ooh. We don't have a, um, we don't have good winners for uh, for golf at all. And then what about skating? When's the last time you did a kickflip or the last kickflip or just anything? Last time you skated. Uh, last time You're I really skated was kid, with thank you. That's uh, last time. Well, I used to be all right, but um, uh, last time I skated was Zared Bassett, and uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, around the plaza. I grew up skating uh, um, Legislative Plaza, which is legendary spot, uh, marble heaven. Wow, just a is it still football there? fields of marble? Okay, okay. Oh yeah, it's still there. There's a Police precinct underneath the marble. Has it always been there? Or just always been there. That's crazy. So it's man. a bust. You gotta That's you crazy. you gotta get it in and and and, and dip. They're but probably so sick of that shit. Yeah. They just yeah that they. <laughs> um, but yeah no I haven't skated since since last little session was there which was about I don't know nine months ago or whatever. You still love it. I I don't I love it like I I like I We're like not doing it. Yeah, I like, you know, Nyjah's last part. Mm-hmm. By the way, have you seen it? No, nah. Jesus, I'll, I'll check dude. It out. It's okay. called. It's called. Uh, I need need that. I okay. think I need that. I'll look it up. Uh, man, hey, come on. Uh, but yeah, him and um, uh, uh, Mil- Milton Martinez. I'm keeping up with Milton Martinez a lot. So you're checking for you like I watch I watch skateboarding typically like every day. Okay, so yeah, some sort of some sort of clip on YouTube. I'm usually like going in and watching, and keeping skate, up with my buddy uh, Braden Safransky. You know, still I like watch the Nine Club and just you know see see what's going on. So many young skaters just killing it. Like just the yeah, skate tricks are insane these days. It's like unreal, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, watch that. I need that part. Okay, I'm gonna check it out. Um, I'll send you the link. You send me the link to okay, yeah, yeah. To what you're talking, I'll send you a link to his stuff. Okay, and this one more, um, well, and Milton two more. too. And Milton. You know that fucking right up here on, I think it's Sunset, that big car wash with the bank. Yeah, yeah, I know Milton, exactly what you're talking about. Milton kick flipped into it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's on the corner of Crescent Heights and Sunset. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he kick flipped into that thing. Shit. I don't even know what the spot's called, but I've been looking at. It. Everybody's been looking at it forever. And this is a pretty new. Okay, okay. No, it, the, the, clip, the thing's the been clip, there forever, but the clip. The clip maybe like a year old now. Fuck. But it's still bonkers. He like broke his foot trying it first time and waited a year and came back and fucking pulled it like a champ. Well, fuck. I got two more for you, and I really appreciate your time being All here, right, man. Um, would uh, you consider yourself an optimist or pessimist? What's the difference? Positive or negative? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. You never heard that before? Optimist or pessimist? Yeah, I've heard of it. I just, I've never been, I, I, you know, I'm just, let's just be you clear. Just, you seem like a positive person. I'm very positive, man. I always see, you know, uh, the win. For sure, I'm positive. Yeah, hey, I'm dude, positive. you fucking I, been going. You never, like, not believed in yourself. You, you kept grinding your whole fucking life to where you're at. You know, that's that's 
definitely having a positive mindset. Like, I'm going to make this shit happen, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put that uh, out in the world and it fucking, you know? PMA. Yeah, bro. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, that's your thing. It's not it? mine, but Toby? It's, yeah, I was inspired by other people. But yeah, that's. that's I thought a, that was like your uh, your whole, like, you created no, it. No, it came from Napoleon Hill in the 60s and it came to the Bad Brains song. And then I love the Bad Brains and it came to a whole bunch of us. Next generation kids. And yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah man. man. Well, you definitely have been the champion for it. It's always, I've always thought of that when I think of you. So thank you. I don't even know yeah. when, when we even fucking met or how we met. Probably through Trav or Tim Millhouse. Shout out y'all, Tim Millhouse. I remember specifically famous Trav. Yeah. Me, I, seeing you. I don't know if this is where we met, but I feel like maybe, and it was overseas. It was at a festival. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah, we were at a festival and like we had mutual friends and. Okay. We we just kicked it. I've seen you at a couple festivals where we've kicked it. Um, but yeah, man, it's nice uh, having you in my kitchen and talking to you. And like, we're in this pink ass kitchen right now. <laughs> I wish I could see it. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, pinstriping on the counters. Yeah, that's that's car that's car pinstriping too. Oh, that's what's up, dude. Um, final question: Do you have any regrets in your life? Of course, I regret what happened last night, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, I hear you. Jesus. All right, so I guess you have some, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. I got plenty. Plenty of regrets. I'm not going to touch on it. Um, I may make daily regrets. I, I don't think that you can, you can like, go really hard and with this positive attitude of winning without, like, you're going to have to deal with the... The, the the loss of course the losing of course and making mistakes and you know sh- 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 you're gonna fuck shit up on the way yeah um so that's gonna create a lot of like ooh damn I regret that I said that on that stage at that point in time mm. or whatever or let that person chill in my bedroom <laughs> <laughs> like or just whatever you know what I mean like I. Uh, yeah, so they happen. They happen. How about you? You got some regrets? I pr- I probably do, man. What? You're saying I, you don't? I, yeah, I, yeah, I probably. You probably do means you don't. Nah, I probably do. I just, Are you one of those guys? Nobody's that ever don't asked re- me that question on my own podcast, man. Maybe I should have went to college. I don't fucking know. Maybe I should. I don't. Maybe I don't have any regrets, man. Oh man. I really don't have any regrets, bro. I really don't. I mean, it's probably some shit I did, but nobody's ever asked me that. I really. I mean, I guess everything's a life lesson, like you just said. I had to go through that to get where I'm at today. You know what I mean? You go back and you apologize to people for shit you did back then. I mean, what kind of person used to be? If you're looking at it like Buddha, then yeah, everything happens for a reason, type of deal, you know. But I, I, I can't. We ain't perfect. I can't deny my guilt of bad decisions, dude. I, I, I just can't like because you're right. It only makes you not make the same decision again if you don't hold anything. If you don't have any regrets, isn't that a psychopath? Maybe. Which I'm that as well. Yeah. But we're not perfect. Neither of us are perfect, no matter what. Straight edge, not. Positive, not. Like, we're not. We fucking make mistakes all the time. I'm still trying to be the best dad, the best husband I can be. Still, mm. I've been married 28 years. Wow. Do you know what I'm saying? Congratulations. So like, thank man. you. Relationships are hard. They're not easy. <sighs> Who are you telling? I'm the are worst. You, are you hopeless romantic? I, terribly. Okay. I've been married twice. Hopeless. I'm, t- I'm just like. I'm out here just dangling. <laughs> <laughs> and you're single now? Uh, For the listeners? I am. I'm. I, well, I'm recently separated. Okay. Um, that sucks. As of um, December and going through it. 
That sucks. But no, but I I I love her and she's amazing and uh I, I wish nothing but the best for her. It's all good. You know, we talk like adults. It wasn't no no bullshit. Yeah. Know? It's just it just it just came to that point. And it does suck, but we're better for it and that's all there is to it. Yeah. You, you it's think, all good. You think you're ever gonna be married again? I don't know, man. I I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a possibility, but I, I'm not sure that I want to deal with the system anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, not sure no, that that's... I, you just went through... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm not sure about that. I could tell you right now that I had got nothing like that in sight. No, no kind of thoughts are going through my head about that, you know? I'm just out here having fun and running my, running my shit, you know, running my businesses and, you know, and using that, that new spare time to be more productive and be more yeah. available. What was the last real job you had, like, clocked in? Last job I clocked into... Had a well, boss, whatever. Oh, it was that It was that landscaping business right before Damn. right before it popped the trunk. Wow, dude. That was such a long time. Damn, that's a long fucking... You've been straight music, man. Yeah, no, that's I'm... It's pretty awesome, yeah. man. No, I'm... I'm, you know, I cut checks, dude. I got employees and shit. It's crazy, <laughs> man. Just your come up, man. Just where you came from, growing up, all that stuff. And then now, man, you should yeah. be proud, man. You did a lot, man. You, Thank you, bro. So you, you, like, inspired a lot of people and still inspiring people. And I'm really stoked to have you in my kitchen. I appreciate your time today. And glad we get to, now you really got to know you because we've crossed paths throughout our lives and through other people. But that's why I love this pod. We can sit face to face and talk and just, I don't know, it's just real, real shit, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. It, this was, this was. This was dope. This was real dope, man. Thank I like. You I love this setup, man. This is it. <laughs> this never happens. I wish y'all could see this shit. You know, I have my. But back- I'm glad you. I'm, I'm glad you can't. I, I know I have in my backyard. You probably want to do next time you come. I have a. I have a sauna with ice bath. You ever done that shit? Are you kidding? A cold me? plunge. You ever done that? No. You ever heard about it? Yeah, I've heard. I've seen it. Well, I've watched go, people. It's we, insane. We go hamming that shit. Oh, it's crazy. Bro. Really? All my friends do it. It's like 250 degree sauna, 39 degree ice bath. It's good for your mental, bro. It's good for all your shit. Your body, your fucking... Wow. Especially you, skating, all the shit you do. Mental. I feel like like we're going to come back someday and do a part two. One day. Cool. We'll catch up like a year from now or two and see where the fuck you're at. And you'll probably be doing all kinds of shit. Let's do it. And listen, uh, you know, when we get our podcast cracking in Nashville, you got to slide out and hang with us. 100%, man. I'd be honored. Yeah. All right, bro. Well, thank you for being here. Thanks for listeners. And uh, you can find... uh, Wolf, Yellow Wolf on the social media. You check your DMs? Uh, yeah, from time you to time. You write people yeah. back? Yeah. Oh. Bless you. <laughs> Bless you. Let's go. And you're the last thing. And do, do that negative comments bother you? People talk shit. You write shit back? Um, I don't. I'm kind of like it. So, yeah, they have. They have. They have before. I mean, okay. I've actually threatened to fly out. <laughs> To some random state and handle somebody for for, for a comment for a comment. Damn. It's just like or, or just going back and forth with them. Like, all right, dude, I'm on the way. I got a plane ticket. You're going. You're gonna. You're gonna have to live this up. But I just didn't want to show up and it'd be like a 12 year old girl or someone who catfished me or some shit. Like, goddamn, it's hard. Um, do that sometimes. Those comments bother you. Like, fuck your day up. Um, because a, ba- a, ba- a bad comment. Sticks with me much longer than a good one. Isn't that fucked up? It is. A, you have a it is. Thousand great up. comments, and then one person says some shit. You're like, <gasps> and, and know what it is? I feel like it because we're so passionate about what we do. This is our life. This is everything. And like, if somebody tries to say something, it just hurts. I don't know why, but it's just a fucking bot or it's a random kid, like you said. Like, it's hard to shut that out, you know? Yeah, man. It it 
it it's interruptive, but my it's a lot less though these days because I like the, the the followers that I've created are there because they're supporting you. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's yeah. not like it's, it's crazy when it's, the hater will follow you. Like somebody pops you, and you're like, oh my god, that guy's following me. It's like you take your time to follow somebody you don't even like. It's like. I can't, I can't, I don't understand it. I don't know. It's crazy. I didn't have social media on my phone for a year and a half least recently. Oh, wow. Yeah, I took it completely off. How'd you feel? I mean, I was- A year and a half? Do you feel like you're missing something? Or no? Nah, man. I, I just chilled. I, you know, I was- You had no app on your phone, nothing? Mm-mm. Nah, I just, I gave it up. And, um- Wow, that's fucking dope. Just went social media sober on them. A year and a half? Yeah. What we did is we shot, like, we spent- it, I was pretty maniacal about it. We spent like a year yep. shooting Polaroids. Okay. And I was active, right? And then I erased everything, and then I just gave all the Polaroids to my manager, and I wrote something on the bottom of the Polaroid, and then I was like, oh, just post one of these a week. Oh, and so he did that? You yeah. weren't even looking at checking nothing? Mm-mm. That's fucking dope. Yeah, but I stayed active, you know, but just from afar. I didn't I didn't check in. So yeah, I feel like it'd be nice. nice to but now I'm back. Hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going ham lately. And so, when will your new record come out? You think the one you're working on now? Um, I don't know. I, I actually, I do. I was told not to okay, say. Okay, that's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but man, that's cool. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's exciting, man. And the last record there was one um that we talked about that came out last year. Same producers that did Love Story. I oh, will say that's that. sick! Wow. Okay. Yeah. Exact that's same exciting. team. Yeah. I'm stoked, man. Well, thank you for being here. It's great to reconnect with you. Thank you, Millhouse, make it happen. Tim Millhouse. Boy, Ounce are pulling up. I really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. I always ask my guests if they have any regrets. I personally don't have any regrets. Even when it comes to my tattoos. I have the silliest tattoos. Even my ET on my leg. It's still a childhood memory for me, and I love it. I've had tattoos on top of tattoos strictly because I wanted more tattoos. I started getting tattoos when I was 18. I'm 52 now and I can't stop. I've had laser treatment before on something on my arm. It's four tattoos on top of each other. And that experience at that place was pretty fast. It was pretty cold. It was in and out. Swiped the credit card. Don't really tell me much. Didn't give me much details or anything was going to happen. So I never went back. So as of most recently, I'm so lucky enough to have had two sessions at Removery Tattoo Removal. My tattoo on my arm that looks like a big black blob is now super light. I've had two sessions. I have a long road ahead of me. None of this stuff happens overnight. You cannot take a tattoo up in one sitting. You have to be patient. And it's painful. They ice you up. It's super fast. To me, it felt like a bunch of rubber bands. But what's more painful than that is looking at something on your body that you think you're stuck with for the rest of your life. That sucks. But now for me, I'm really happy I started this journey. I'm slowly going to get this tattoo removed. I never thought in a million years I have any kind of real estate on my arm. I don't even know what I want, but it's exciting. I'm so honored to announce that One Life, One Chance podcast is now with Removery. I have a code. Use TobyH20 and get $100 off your first session. Call 866-934-4570 or go to Removery.com. One of the most experienced tattoo remover companies in the world. Over 600,000 remover treatments done. 100 locations. U.S., Canada, and Australia. State-of-the-art peak-away laser technology. Cryotechnology to reduce any discomfort. This is so exciting for me because all I do on these podcasts is talk about tattoos. From day one, if you've been listening to this podcast, we talk about tattoos, talk about getting removed, talk about getting covered up. So this is such a perfect fit for me. Once again, go to removery.com or call 866-934-4570. Use my code, TobyH20, and get $100 off. These guys are located everywhere. Try it out.